Hey, what's good, people? Shaman Animal Brown checking in. Got a very special uh, mashup episode of sorts here on your On Deck TV podcast feeds, bonus content. Me and the homie Spike Lou representing the On Deck TV podcast. Chopped it up with our guy Chris Platty from Strictly Hip Hop, Strictly Hoops Talk podcast, and our other homeboy, Nikki Ducey from the No Disrespect podcast. All right, super dope episode. Now, we recorded this the week of Thanksgiving, so you're going to hear some Turkey Day references. Ignore that. Keep it moving, all right? Don't worry. The content is still fresh. We're actually talking about hip-hop over the last decade, all right? Who are some of our favorite artists? Who do we have in our top five from this decade? A lot of cool, relevant shit, all right? So enjoy. Check it out. Sit back. Relax. Make sure you support the No Disrespect podcast and the Strictly Hip Hop, Strictly Hoops Talk podcast. Without further ado, Lou, take it away. What it do, what the business is. It's another week in the books. Same phrase, brand new, well, different podcast, man. We're taking a week off at the On Deck TV podcast, man, but we still wanted to provide you guys with some dope content. So I reached out to some of my friends. And we're going to give you some hip-hop discussions, some things that have been on our mind as of late, wrapping up the fourth quarter, putting some content out there for you. First and foremost, I got my guy, my co-host here. Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown was goody. What up, though? Got my guy, Nikki Ducey, Mr. No Dick Re- Disrespect. How about that? Yeah, yeah. You got to say that over, right? Shit. <laughs> Pause, Pause on that. Pause, jeez. No, no disrespect. Yeah, it's, it's your boy. It's your boy in the building. <laughs> <laughs> and last but certainly not least, my guy, Mr. Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Sports, Chris Platte. What's going on, sir? Spike, what's up, man? What's up? How y'all doing in Atlanta? How's my Atlanta good. people? Chilling, man. Pretty good, yeah. man. I'm glad all you guys were able to join me, man, so we can give them some extra content, some some Thanksgiving, a little Thanksgiving feast from each one of our podcasts, man, and a pre-birthday podcast for me, man. Tomorrow is my birthday. Happy appreciate 50th, y'all. bro. <laughs> Turning 21, man, just coming around that corner, so I appreciate y'all supporting me on that. So first and foremost, man, we want to just have some conversations with some people who do hip-hop like me. So hip-hop, an artist today versus 90s and 2000 hip-hop artists is where we'll start guys so what's the biggest change that you guys have seen when it comes to hip-hop artists act today in comparison to how they used to act in the 90s and the 2000s yeah it's a layup okay uh it's it's simple man quantity over quality mm. uh you could argue that yo boy gucci man made this popular in the late Burr. 2000s but now that's the thing. That's the wave now. Put out as much music as you possibly can, and you only need one or two joints to stick, and you're good. You can tour off of that for the rest of the year. You can get your streams where they need to be, and you fuck around and win an award or two even, maybe. You know what I'm saying? So thanks to Gucci, man, mm-hmm. uh, for better or for worse, now it's all about quantity over quality. Okay. And Period. I, I got to disagree. I think the biggest thing is uh, the business end. The reason Gucci was ahead of his time because he, he knew that the more music he put out, the more likely you're going to hit on something. And that's a business mind. That's a business strategy. Another thing is, like, nowadays, you know about 360 deals. You know about distribution deals. You know about, you know what I'm saying, like, masters. Like, that's something that's tangible. I can Google that right now as an up-and-coming artist and do my research so when these when I'm talking to labels, if I do have a hot song, I know to how, how to move and negotiate a little bit better than they did back in the day. 
Hmm. Yeah, and to go off that business point, Nick, um, I, I see what I see is that artists today of this generation have really, really mastered their their marketing and their branding. And I feel like back in the day, we were just hearing from artists, you know, like a month or two before their album and a little bit after. And that was it. Like that was when we heard them, at least from a public eye perspective, the interviews and all of that stuff. But now with social media, all these artists every single day were seeing Schoolboy Q golf with George Lopez or go to soccer practice with his daughter. And we're seeing all these different artists just living their everyday lives. And we're getting all of this. We're getting just so much more access to who they are and they've these artists have flipped that into business really and and use that to kind of market themselves and brand themselves at as like a funny rapper like i don't think people would think schoolboy q is funny if we didn't have social media right because schoolboy q's music is so different from uh from his like public persona i guess yeah and I agree with that. And I think that the range, just like you're saying with Schoolboy Q, through all perceptions, people would label Schoolboy Q as a gangster rapper, right? Mm -hmm. But you're seeing him play golf with George Lopez, and he's showing that he has a personality. And these are all the things I feel like that tie into the changes of now as compared to back in the day. There was a lot less uh, variety when it came mm -hmm. to being a rapper. Like you had a couple of things that determined who the best rappers were and there were five or six of those guys and everybody else would vying for their spots. Now there are people like Russ or like Post Malone that a lot of people like us that are true hip hop fans don't listen to, but they're set of millions of records. So I think that's the change that came about as to the range of things is what people consider rap. Uh, from Young Thug to a Post Malone to a uh, Lil, Nas Lil Nas X. Exactly. Winning the Grammys for best rap song of the year. AMA. Or excuse me, AMA. You just wouldn't have had that in the 90s. And I think it's a gift and a curse. It shows that the genre is growing and there's a lot more money out there. But it does take away, in my opinion, a little bit from the craft of it. Speaking, speaking of the lot more money, though, that, that's one... Speaking on the business perspective, like mm -hmm. y'all said, people have learned from the mis mistakes of those people in the 90s and yeah. early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, it's cool to have your masters. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Nobody really understood that back in the day with the exception of a handful. I just watched an interview with uh, LL Cool J, and he said he, he's owned his masters for the last 20 years, which every album. Amazing. Which is nuts. So that's like a cool thing. You see people like Chris Brown and, and other people have came out. I know he's not hip-hop, but you know what I'm saying. They have come out and been like, yo, I'm getting my masters. That's what I'm on. 21 Savage owns his. Two Chains. Two Chains. Yeah. Like that's, that's the cool thing to do. It's cool to be business-minded and rap. That's a little bit different from before. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, that's... That's why LL Cool J and NCIS. That's what he ain't been rapping since, boys. They don't yeah, need that yeah, money. They don't need that. <laughs> he could. He get a check every years. other two weeks, first and the fifteenth. Yeah, probably. but you can't. You can't just fit rap into a box anymore. And and I, you know, some of the grumpy old crusty people will be like, "Man, it, it ain't." I'm about to say like y'all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in some points, yes. Because uh, I, but, I'm saying that because y'all sound like how people talk about basketball. Like if you're gonna how they change with the three pointers. Yeah, if Chris is on this podcast, we gotta talk hoop talk. So yeah, it's like. Yeah. The three point exactly the three point game the loads ma management they're like um oh, back in my day Jordan used to play eighty two <laughs> like nigga yes Jordan was alive and he was great but he's gone now he's been gone for a long time we need to move on Just that's like, true like, but see there was a thing in the air like when 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 it was known like the rappers out there that you didn't want no smoke with like like you wasn't gonna test them like it it was the rivalry or the competition was in the air that 
made rap for me a little bit more you know fans yeah interesting for us as the fans nah it's, it's the not there's Russ. no there's no competition in rap right <laughs> we now we got run up on Russ <laughs> Russ the only one running up smacking run, people run up right on the baby see what happens you see, know what I'm saying I mean, and we even, still got th- even, that's what I'm saying. Like you mentioned earlier, the genre has gotten bigger. The genre has, has exploded. It's, it's international now, not even just uh, American hip hop. You got UK hip hop. Like yeah. the genre has gotten so big that we're getting a lot of new shit along with a lot of new styles and culture with that as well. Like hip hop is a culture at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. as, as time moves on, the culture changes. The essence of it is still the same, in my opinion, because there's always rap beefs. There's always going to be, you know, your gangsters. You're going to have your backpack rappers. You're going to have a little bit of everything. You're just not going to the extreme as far as, like, the little Uzi verse, the Young Thugs, the Lil Nas X. Like, that lane is opening up, and then you got, you know what I'm saying? You got the women in hip-hop having a bigger lane than ever. So, it's like, things things is getting bigger. That's a fact. And, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that you guys are speaking on a lot of, their, there's positives and negatives. But overall, to me, as long as there's a balance, it's better. We have these artists like Schoolboy Q that we're seeing every day doing everyday things. But then we also have these big artists like Kendrick and J. Cole who have such a mystique around them. We don't really know what they do outside of outside of making music and outside of album time. Like J. Cole's KOD was just like on Monday, boom, here's an album Friday. And we all had we all had no idea it was really coming. You know, people thought that it might be coming, but nobody knew for sure that it was coming. So I think that as long as there's a balance there, that this is really going to benefit hip hop because it's going to give people a lot of a lot of different lanes. You know, another thing that they do that's cool now is they hide the features for the first listen for the weekend. Like that's a cool thing. So mm. as long as hip hop continues to keep a balance to it and it doesn't swing one way or the other, then I think it. I think we're in uh, somewhat of a golden era. Yeah, I, I actually, you bring up a good point. There's things you can do with the technology mm-hmm. to be, like, original that you didn't have access to do before. I remember What a Time to Be Alive came out. They live-streamed it first on Apple Music. So it almost was like a throwback of people huddling around their Apple Music mm-hmm. listening for the first time to a project, to a pretty big project that was announced, like, two days prior. So you can get creative with the rollouts, whether it's no rollout at all and you just dropping out the blue on some J. Cole or Beyonce shit. Mm-hmm. Or if you do something like a live listening party where everybody in the world is huddled around their iPhone listening to your project for the first time. So you can kind of use technology to kind of like be a, a, a pro in your career if you know what you're doing with it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with 100%. Technology has brought it a long way, giving more people the exposure. Do y'all think that rap needs like that number one person though, the, the clear defined number one spot? Because that's one of the biggest differences from then to now is you always had someone who would claim the crown or would say I'm at the top of rap and I don't think that you necessarily get someone who is able to do that. Everybody would shy away from that. I think, I think it would be better if there was, I, I don't think you necessarily need a clear number one. Like I think I think it's cool because we're having these discussions of for the last decade we've been talking Cole Kendrick Drake how are you ranking those three you know but so it's cool like that's creating more conversation than ever because everybody's wanted to tune in and over the years it's changed so that's cool but I wish that I think what would make it better is if those three really embraced that competition and and they don't. And I don't no. want to say that they should because, you know, at the end of the day, who am I to say, hey, you should hate somebody because they're 
you know, they're in your they're in your lane and they're just as successful as you. So I, I don't want to say that they should, but I feel like it would make hip hop better if, if we had that competition at the top. I agree. I think it would make it better. And I don't even think they necessarily got to hate them, just a healthy competition. Like when yeah. you see, we can bring hoops up again, when you see the, the people shaking hands and hugging before the game, like it just wasn't like that back in the mm-hmm. day. Like Jordan ain't shaking nobody's hand before the tip-off. Like the Pistons weren't shaking anybody's hands. And I just feel like now today, if I give you an example – compared to back in the day if a rapper like the baby came out and was like who head i gotta take off to be number one i feel like niggas would call him and be like hey bro what's wrong man like why are you trying to like this us man like let's talk about yeah let's talk about it we all can be number one man it ain't about that it's going back to your whole point about saying like jordan and them how they wouldn't get along they didn't grow up in that culture where like aau where if i played Mm. with somebody for a while growing up when I see them in the league, we I don't homies. See, yeah, we homies mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah, there's still competition. Again, the core essence is going to be there. When the baby, if the baby wants the number one spot, since hip hop is so big, there's another lane for him. Like there's different. Like there's a, it's a kingdom now. It's them like Game of Thrones, where everybody can be their own king in their own spot. That's a good there point. can be a main king like a Drake who who dominates a decade, but at the same time, if Drake tries to like going back to that, what a time to be alive. I actually think future stood out more in that project than Drake because Drake went into Future's world. Yeah. Like, it was more yeah. of a trap-heavy type of album, which Future is the king of. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can do different things. Again, the genre has gotten so big that at this point, it's it's almost hard to really say this person overcomes or is an umbrella of everything. Yeah. Look how many collabs there are now. Yeah. You would have never got that Not back in the day. All. Never. Yeah. But it's too much money to be made, though, and people have realized that. And once you see you make more money uh, being tight than beefing, then, like, bro, it's over with. You get collab albums monthly, easy. <laughs> That's true. And that to, just to that point, though, there's a lot of money in, you know, being tight. And there's also a lot of money in being the best. And if somebody came out and clarified themselves as the best, it's Drake. I think Drake probably does that. Like, he give more That's shots true. than anybody. Kendrick had the control verse back in the day. And Cole, you know, he's been murdering people for the last year. So, I think in their own indirect ways. But I just come from an era where it was so like, nigga, I'm the best. And if you got something to say, then I'm coming at your head. And it's just not like that anymore. It's, I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't know. I like the collabs. I like the collapse. Yeah. I also like when people's head get bit off, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, did we speak on you guys feel, has that change been better or worse for hip-hop? Did that point get spoken on there? Did you guys get out I what agree. you wanted to? I think we have. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, do you believe hip-hop artists care about the genre as much as the 99-2000 artists? And when I'm talking about care, I mean, like, we've heard an example of here lately where you talk about big artists not writing all of their songs. Uh, we don't know how much that happened in the past. It was more so where people you thought wrote all of their own bars. Uh, we've also had rappers like Blueface who clearly are not trying and just putting out whatever it may be in his sticks. And you got these rappers who are leaning more towards bag rap and it being that as opposed to leaning into the craft and being good rappers. What do you guys think about that as opposed to how it was before? You could argue that change came in the late 90s, though, with Cash Money, with Master P. I remember Ninth Wonder had an interview. He said, dog, when we heard Master P say, make him say, uh, <laughs> it was like, oh, we can we can rap now. Anybody can rap now. You can pretty much say whatever you want to say. 
and you can make a hit out of it. And you can argue cash money, you know, like coming from the South, like that was big to us. The bling, bling. But there was like, they, Big Thomas Baby and them one note, they couldn't rap. Not for real, for real. Not by the definition of what like the standard is on and, some J shit. And when you talk about cares, like I would say again, like, yeah, we can name out some extreme versions of that. But I mean, would you say Lauren Hill cares about hip hop? Would you say Andre Three Thousand cares about hip hop? Yes, yeah, because they absolutely. If they do, but at the same time, on a, a factual basis, some could question that based on their output of music. You no, know what I'm saying? just that craft alone, though. I think the, the the quality, and I ain't gonna speak for Lauren Hill because I I'm not I'm not vouching for her. But for Andre, it, it's consistently been. I care about this because every time you hear me, I am going to absolutely obliterate anything that I'm on. And, and and you can't even start to understand how much I care but about this. Talk, I feel like that's how he approaches but, a record. But AB also talked about like when you get to a certain level, like man, I don't even want to do the tour shit. I don't, like that's thing. I'm talk, that is a part of it mm. too. Because if you wanted to make music in your basement, you could have been done that. My <laughs> that's day. true. That, that, that ain't that ain't shit for real. It's all about if you call yourself a hip hop artist. I'm not disrespecting Andre 3000. I fuck with him too. But if we gonna keep it a buck. I could question how much he cares about the genre as well. No, I, I don't think he cares about the fame. I was going to say, aren't those two different things, though? Because I think that Andre would, every time, if you say, hey, I'm putting you five people in here and let's see who come out with the best verse, I think that Andre is going to shoot for the best verse every time, right? But I think if he were like, I'm going to put you guys in front of a packed house to perform your hits, he like, I'm not showing up. Right? Yeah. I, I think this is different. Him and Lauren Hill are cool on the fame. Right. You can tell, clearly. Yeah, well, they're, they're over that. But part. at this point, fame, it is, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate to be that cliche, but fame goes in the part of you being a bigger act. But people have to know you in order for you to be the biggest but act. That's the question, and and the concern I feel like that most older heads have with hip hop now is it more about the fame? Because, like you said, niggas, you you're rapping because you want to do it. You're also rapping because you know what's gonna come with it as far as fame. Do you get more little pumps than you get like reasons, or do you get like YBN, Cordae. yeah, YBN Cordae's perfect examples? Like you're getting more little pumps and more ski mask, slump face, God, whatever. You know what I'm saying? All like, the good rap names got taken up in the '90s and 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> we doing the Wu Tang Generator for my generation and under. <laughs> But that don't mean they ain't got to take it serious, though. Like, I, you just hear some of these guys like Blueface, and you're like, come on, bro. Like, it ain't even a style at this point. It's just like you're not even trying. So that That's why I spiked to take it a step further. I think, I, I think it's an ugly truth that we as fans don't want to acknowledge. And... I'm gonna I'm gonna blanket this statement by saying that it's a that it's a again it's a blanket statement so it's not applying to everybody but I think generally speaking the ugly truth is that money's always been the the motivation no matter the era of course each generation have the artists that care about their craft and I think it's obvious to us which are different the people that listen to all to all aspects of hip hop. But the difference is the 90s believed that the money was in music. Today's artists know where the money actually is. And so I think that that is dampening, um, uh, dampening the, general, the general level of care for artists to put into their craft. Now, of course, we're always going to have the people that, again, actually are creatives. Because that, at the end of the day, that's how humanity is. Like There are people that are just born to want to be creative and do creative things. And as long as hip hop is the coolest, one of the coolest creative things in the world, 
we're always going to get people that want to do that. So I, I don't think that's in danger by any means, but I think that generally speaking that the, the motivation has always really been money. It's just today's artists know that the money is beyond music and last mm. generation thought that the money was in, in music. music. And point. so I think that's where the level of care kind of kind of shifted. Who, who's an artist that you see that clearly doesn't give a shit about being nice? Ah, uh, Blueface. That's, that's too easy. That's, that's not too... true, though. Y'all don't think blue, you think Blueface cares about being a good rapper? If you watched him on The Breakfast Club, he said, yo, I'm really one of the dopest part people out. Like, I'm nice. Listen uh, to the shit I be saying. Gotcha. See, I think he trolled. No, he was dead serious. He was dead serious? serious? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, he I, just, I, he, his style is unorthodox. Uh-huh. And so, typically, you would think of somebody that know what the fuck they're doing there at worst rapping on beat, <laughs> right? But let him tell it. He was, he was dead serious. Like, no, nah, like, listen to what I be saying. Like he's trying, bro. That's, 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 <laughs> that that in itself is crazy. Uh, I mean, that's a good question, and and I have to think more about that. He was the first one that, that popped out to my mind, and I think it's more so because you don't hear the same "I'm the best rapper alive" or whatever anymore. You do more so yeah. just hear people in their own bag. So I guess they kind of lose to what I'm saying, and, and it may not I, necessarily. I think you be just true. basically just going off. Of, he's so shitty that yeah, he's just he, so so. This is him trying or, or he's garbage, like, or it's he, so I many. Can't believe he cares, or it's so many trash rappers that call themselves trying that way. And I'm like, there's no way that y'all care about what y'all doing, bro. Like, there's no way. It, it turned when Hustler started rapping, Rocco. Like when people mm. behind the scenes, like Jeezy, Puff. You know what I'm saying? Like that Puff's not a rapper. You understand what I'm saying, but but they made it sound good, and and that was and that's my point. So like even when you say Baby and Manny Fresh and those guys aren't rappers, they still made it sound good. I think that they still took time out to say, hey, I know I don't do this, so I'm gonna take even more time and even more curation to this. Like Dr. Dre's verses to my like I don't like any of Dr. Dre's verses ever in history because they sound so crafted to me. It's like he took six hours to record them, and they it just don't sound good. But I think that goes to him wanting them to be perfect. And I don't know who wants it to be perfect nowadays other than the top tier of artists. Yeah, people want to take Jake and off the dome. Yeah, like I'm not. And some people like Young Thug are great at it, right? He can no, go in he's not. Do, no. He can't go no. in there and do stuff <laughs> no. that no one else can do no. with the one takes. Lil Baby is good at it. Oh, my God. Like, you know what I'm saying? So some people can do what they do with it. But some people just like, bro, you should have did like seven takes. Like, just, just do it over, you know? <laughs> Chris, did you have anything on that? Nah, man. I, I mean, really, I just kind of, I just kind of sat back and enjoyed that part of it. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that part of it. I, I see where you're coming from, Spike. But, um, real, but I really liked Animal Brown's point too about you know name one artist that's openly you know admitted to like not caring about music or not really trying. Mm, that's right. a, that's a good point. I was scrolling yeah. through my library and I, you yeah, know, I most of the artists will at least say it that they want to be the best. But exactly. I think we yeah, can tell by the true. work ethic. That is true. Yeah, and also niggas has gotten too honest with the fact of like, yeah, I just started rapping like six months ago. Yeah, type <laughs> yeah. I just they started. Like, yeah, you can't say, that chill. leads into it, but at the same time, like, you, for me, you can't be in this game without being somewhat serious about it. You know, it's like running yeah. for president. Nobody, anybody can run, but it's only a select few that do because it's like, I have to put in so much work into it there's a point you gotta be serious. That's right, true. right, right. You, you remember when Trinidad James came out and he was like, man, I've only been rapping for four months and people were looking like, hey man, stop saying that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, stop saying it. It's not a good look, fam. Stop saying this. Yeah. 
because Lil everybody Pump said put the in... same thing with uh, J. Cole. Remember when they had that awkward ass uh, interview where <laughs> where J. Cole was talking about, you know, take me through your rap. And he's like, I started rapping like two years ago. And, uh, you know, I started like I think he was like, you know, Gucci Gang was like a song that or not Gucci Gang, but it, whatever song was before Gucci Gang of Lil Pump's that was big. He was like, that was like my second or third song. Mm. Yep. And J. Cole was like, really? It's like, bro, you don't say that. <laughs> don't say <laughs> that, bro. You sound corny, man. That shit don't sound cool. Yeah, because it sounds like yeah. you just got lucky instead exactly. of putting well, a lot I of work Well, I think that's, that's what they consider them bragging. Like, oh, shit, I, I was so good at this that I just, that's a throwaway. Yeah, I just, I just, just, yeah. I just got on the mic and I was just, and, it was and already hot. I think you get a lot of guys saying that. Okay, that's the answer to your question. I was just so swagged up, you know, that I just, I just started rapping. Like little baby said that, and mm-hmm. I, that doesn't mean, like you said, that they're not taking it serious. But to your pr- credit, Nick, it kind of like, well, I, you know, I was just winning there, and you know, I swung exactly. for the fences, and it's that like, was it. Like you hear a lot more of those than you used to hear. It's like when you when you fuck for the first time, you go back to your homeboys. Yeah, I was tearing that motherfucker up for <laughs> first time in, boy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, nigga, we know it's not right. true. You know what <laughs> Exactly. Like had like forty percent of that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's a fact. All right. So, what about technology immersing itself more in the industry nowadays? Do you guys feel like artists are more focused on their business plans and the bag as opposed to the bars? We touched on it a little bit, but you want to touch on it any more? Anybody? I mean, yeah. Just to double down on it, it's, it's clear as day, and because there's so many streams of money nowadays, and you don't even have to be like like we talked about the best rapper per se. You just need a fan base, yeah. and you don't even need a big fan base. You, you just get a, a, a little niche fan base, and you could do shows in Iowa and all for about all fifty states, all one million cities, and then you can hop on a jet, go overseas. The internet has made the world smaller, so you can be popular as fuck and my girl not even have heard of you you yeah. know what i'm saying like or you not being a household name it was almost like all everybody that was popular back in the day was a household name yeah um nowadays man bro there's so many pockets of people doing big shit and yeah. there's their their shows being packed and they getting 30 bands a show and yeah. and i could ask an average person walking the street like bro have you heard of ex freddie gills they'd be like who yeah, I don't know. You can you ride don't need by, a radio no more. You can ride by Masquerade in Atlanta and see a, a line wrapped around a building exactly. and you see the name. You be like, "Who in the fuck the, is that?" Exactly. Yeah, that hey, sense. speak on it, your boy, your boy Russ, bro. Like who? that dude. I didn't know who he was, but he was selling out Staples, bro. Like it's just it. it I mean, it really tells you that people can really just kind of carve out their own lane. And yeah. even somebody like me who tries to stay up on every trend, every artist is like, "Man, who's this five three chick?" <laughs> Yep. Yeah. That's technology, dog. And and I think the, there is one person who has tried to just keep it rap and then just from being so good at that, and I think that's J. Cole. Like, he is good business-wise. Don't get me wrong now, but I don't think that he goes out of his way to take a lot of business opportunities. I think that he just goes in the booth and raps, and they fall in his lap. Or at least that's how he makes it appears. And I'm sure that's about 40, 50% true because he makes it look that way and that's part of his image, which is also packaged. But he at least makes it appear that those things don't mean a lot to him and rapping does. That's more, I thought you were going to say Kendrick. I thought I always think him as that person because he disappears for years at a time. Well, when Kendrick does come out, though, he does accompany himself with the Nikes and different things of that nature. J. Cole don't do none of that. I'm like, I'm giving you bars. I'm giving you Dreamville compilations. I'm giving you features. He has some valleys. Well, I think Ah, but J. J. Cole has bigger responsibility than Kendrick. All Kendrick got to do, Kendrick is really the old school, like, I just want to work 
and present my work and I'm gone. Like J. Cole is the, literally the head of a whole, you know, label. So mm. he got to worry about they the I I understand why he take a couple years off because he has to deal with like in between his albums I got to make sure Ari Lennox I got to make sure JID Boz Kaz you know what I'm saying Omen, all that shit I got to make sure they good and they solid because my name is attached to them I got to do a lot of business shit on the back end so with him there's a mix between craftsmanship and business business which you know shout out to Dreamville they just got rap nominated, uh, for, nominated for rap album of the year yep. for a compilation track you know what i'm saying that's so, fire so like yeah that was dope that's something that like kendrick is like nigga you could drop music if you want to because we know you got a bunch of stashes you just released the untitled you know a couple years ago so you i i am i'm less likely to say that i will put the same pressure on kendrick as i would cole i think yeah. i would though uh, as far as pressure because kendrick is going exactly to what we said he's not ch- like Kendrick Lamar has put out arguably, if you're talking about Good Kid, Mad City, To Pimp a Butterfly, and Damn, three of the most critically acclaimed debut, like, out the gay rap albums. So he could come out the next year and have everybody like, yo, Kendrick Lamar, but he decides to wait, I feel like, and curate carefully each album and come out when he feels like it as opposed to doing it when the business is hot. Yeah, I think the big thing that hurt J. Cole, and he redeemed this now to be clear, but like, I think the big thing with J. Cole hurt was two years after Forest Hills Drive, then he dropped Four Your Eyes Only, which was met with very mixed reviews. And so it was like, all right, bro, like we waited two years and we got that. And then, but then he came back with KOD, then he got on the feature wave. And, you know, now he's really, he's really kind of, you know, re, re solidified his spot. So I think so I think you know Kendrick with with him delivering those three albums in a row, Good Kids, Pimp Butterfly, and Damn, that are like spikes as some of the most critically acclaimed of this of of this generation. Like I think he kind of he kind of had more of a luxury or has more of a luxury to kind of pick his spots. Where I think J Cole had a brief like two year period where everybody was kind of like, come on Cole, like after Four Your Eyes only dropped and everybody realized it wasn't really it everybody was kind of just like all right cool like come on you know we we got it we got to hear something from you yeah yeah and he came through i feel like he he, did he definitely came through with it all right so there's that let's move on to the second topic of three we have for you guys in this special holiday pack the good shit basically yeah (laughs) new discoveries we want to know how people find new music right so we'll start the discussion here and we'll extend the invitation on the social media platforms but i throw the question to you guys first how do you personally discover new music slash artists today it's still blog sites for me believe it or not yeah, really yeah i go to blog sites every hour hmm. just reading up on what's happening listening checking out new music uh it used to be i say about seven years ago i'd go i'd hop on spinrella or that piff yeah and kind of listen to random people at the top that had high ratings you know what I'm saying, and I and I would check they shit out. That's how I found Dave East. Mm. But I did too. Shout out that Piff. Yeah, mm. like that's 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 when I was heavy on it. But that's when again mixtapes were mixtapes, and now people put barcodes on everything, so everything hits Apple and title and shit. But that's that's mainly how I would do it. I say about five or six years ago, and then more recently, I'm still on blog sites. I'm still on on Smash. I'm still on Hip Hop DX, XXL. They highlight people every once in a while. I check out those who they are. You know, things like that, man. That's how I've come up on new people. And, of course, referrals as well. What about the younger generation? 
Same way. What you mean? Oh, you talking I'm about, talking about, about Chris. I ain't talking oh, about yeah. your old age. That was cute. <laughs> you me, got me. I don't. When it comes to discovering music, really, I. This is. A, I know AB. You be shitting on Isaiah Rice Five, but I fuck with him. He had this line where he was like, "I I hate advice, pretty much. Like I, I we I, can I, tell. I, I really I really listen hey, to chill advice, on Isaiah. But it was, That's my boy. I say that because. When it comes to how I discover music, I really have to discover based off of what I'm listening to and what mood I'm in. Like, I see a lot of hard, uh, artists at the time, but I, hold on, let me put that on pause for a minute. Let me see if they go last longer than this hot song before I really listen into them. So sometimes I catch certain things, but it's usually like off of a feature. I usually catch music off yeah. So if like, I remember before I was got into being a fan of Vince Staples, I heard him on that common track, Kingdom. And that made me want to go back into his catalog. So usually when I hear a feature artist that I haven't heard before, then I'll be like, hold on, who is this artist? Let me check out their catalog. That's a good one. Yeah, features are great. That's what I do sometimes too. Chris, what you got? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's really a combination of things. So the features is a big one for me. Like like uh, Davies, how I found him was through a feature. Like I was just I, I was just like, oh damn, this this dude sounds really dope. Let me check him out. And it was like two weeks before Kyrie Chanel dropped, and then bam. Next thing you know, I'm the I'm I'm like one of the biggest Davies fans in the world. So there's like ways like that. Features are very strong for me. Um, I I feel you, Nick, because I'm kind of the same way with some people. Like when I hear them, I'm like, all right, let me kind of wait and put this on simmer. Like I did that with Uzi when I first heard Uzi come out. I was like, I was like, all right, man. I was listening to Royce Five Nine heavy at the time, so I was like, this is a whole new world yeah. to me. Let me just chill and see if this has any like staying power. And then and then I went back, you know, a little a, a little bit later, and I was like, damn, yeah, Lil Uzi's sweet. And next thing you know, I'm loving Love Is Rage too when that comes out, and I'm like heavily waiting for it before it drops. So I think I think it's really like a combination of ways. It's it's features. It's hearing people's names. It's really just like word of mouth or like a podcast. Like if I listen to if I listen to you guys, like any of you guys. Spike and AB, like, I especially, like, when I hear you guys talk about hip-hop and if you guys really talk somebody up, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give them a shot because I put trust in them or, like, same with the with the Joe Budden. Like, if Joe Budden mm-hmm. says I really yeah. like somebody, I'll, like, all right, let me let me kind of circle back to that at another time. So, it's to me, it's really, it's really just, like, a, a number of ways. It's not really one specific way, but if I had to pick, probably the biggest way would, would probably be features as well for me. I think that um, I've completely moved over to brand new new school as far as streaming platforms. So whatever's on title as far as suggested new tracks for me or suggested new albums, those I check for. I'm, I'm corny. I still look for stuff with like clever little names or I look at the cover art. And sometimes just the cover art on the CD will make me check it out. Unfortunately, nowadays it don't Yeah, cover art can grab you. you. You're more loose than I am yeah, as like, far as like I, I – I, rarely would try to a new track artist like sometimes i do listen to apple music radio the hip-hop station yeah. just to see what i what i may uh check out and i have come away with some things but really y'all Fam, put me on to some shit and if a nigga got hood something or the get whatever it may be like if i if i feel like that it's gonna be something where you're telling the dope story or or the cover art jumps out as, as far as something i'm like oh, that's interesting then i'll check it out um so Title 100% has taken the place for me and features as well. Like, if they are on some of my favorite people's stuff, then I like to check them out as well. One of my least favorite, though, is the when you get the IG and you got LeBron listening to the new shit and you got like. Well, he don't be breaking Man, nobody pays attention. He just listens to somebody's new single that we already know. 
promo yeah. album. Yeah, he promo Meek Mill shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That fake hip hop story. <laughs> That's hilarious. If I was a bro, I'd do the same question? shit. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, I got a question. So I think I think when it comes to we talk about all these different ways. But I think, but Nick and I really spoke on it, and I think you guys spoke on it too a little bit. Was the, um, what was the need for, or I guess the hesitation to jump in to finding a new artist? Like if you hear them, you kind of you kind of wait and then give them a chance. Do you think that that's just because there's so many artists out there now? Because yes. that's kind of how I feel. I almost feel like I'm so overwhelmed with all these options that I'm just like, let me stick to what I know. And then it kind of takes me a while to really decide to like, okay, I'm finally going to give this artist a chance. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. And then if you look at the recommendation game right now, I, I remember this this completely changed in, when Drake came out. When my homeboy told me, he was like, yo, hey, Wayne, new artist, like he hard, man. Like mm-hmm. check out, hey, he got, a, he got a joint called So Far Gone. That shit slaps, dog. Check that out. So I'm like, oh, okay, he finna be spitting it. Like, I and then I turn it on, and it's Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. And I'm like, dude, what is this? <laughs> like, what is he doing? Is this is rap? I thought you said he was spitting. Cups full of roses. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> now, now again, like that that ended up growing on me, but the sound has changed. When somebody recommends something, I don't I have no expectations anymore. Because, because you can't go into it like that. That goes back to the old hip hop is becoming bigger. Like, so when I'm saying, Oh yeah, I'm gonna put you on this dope hip hop artist, you may come in it. Like for me thinking I was surprised Wayne would even sign an artist like that. Or yeah, artists like Nicki, because it just don't, for what he was doing at the time, I don't know, I didn't realize how uh, why open-minded he was as an artist. Because usually artists like, I'm going to stick to my lane. What I yep. sound you know like what and saying? what well, I like. And, and these going to be the fruits of my tree. But this one is like totally left field. You could tell like, oh, I'm on some other shit. I just yeah. fuck, I just like his music. Dope music is dope music. Cups of the rose. Do y'all, do you guys find it frustrating sometimes when you do find new artists? And I give an example here. Um. I, I stumbled across Dante Hitchcock some type of way. And I followed him on Twitter and some motion. I'm like, oh, this, this dude dope. And I don't ever get any new music. Like, I'm following him on Twitter. I had to unfollow him because he kept talking about the album and how dope it was. And he can't wait till it come out. I'm like, bro, it's been six months. Dude, it do not take that long, at least in my mind, to put an album out because of where we are in the climate nowadays. But I don't know what he's going through. Mm. Right? So I just pulled back and I'm like, you know what? When it dropped, it, it dropped. But Sometimes I do find it frustrating when I find a dope new artist, and I a uh, reason is another one uh, from TDE. Like I love that first one, but then I I just don't hear an, enough new stuff from him. Do y'all find it? Absolutely, Childish Gambino was like him for Childish me. Childish Gambino. Oh man, dog. When I when I got put on to him, I was like, man, yo, where's like, the rest he, of it? I was like, he tough, and then he like took a break. He put out some the, the because of the internet, and I'm like, yo, he fire. So I went back and listened to all his old stuff, and then he switches it up, and like now he sings like whatever the fuck that I don't even know what this is no more with the with the my love for whatever the fuck it was called. Even red, though it was fire, red bone. Yeah, the red, red bone. Bang. It was, no, don't get me wrong. I, I like the whole project, but still, I wanted to hear him rap. I feel like he's talented enough, and he's he's in a lane that wasn't so saturated you know three or four five years ago not everybody raps and sings yeah. but a couple of years ago it wasn't that packed in the lane mm-hmm. like how it was so when you hear something that's original or that's kind of sparking your interest you're like yo i need more of that right. and then when they fall off or take a back seat you're like what the fuck where are you <laughs> now for me it's like well because i grew up under kanye as a big influence so that as far as switching styles up every album or every project i was kind of used to that for me, it's like when I the reason why I'm hesitant on like artists 
is because I like to listen to more than one song if I really like this artist. It's kind of like if you only if you watching a dope you know TV series and they only got like two episodes or three episodes like them British series. You like damn I can't really. Do I even want to invest my time into it? Because I'm gonna be wanting more. As soon as I like it, as soon as I like it, it's over. Or like, like I'd rather hear a full body of work than a single. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of new school, old school with it. Like I don't mind listening to new artists and different sounds, but I want to hear a full body of work so I can accurately judge that uh, music. Makes sense. See, I don't think I don't think I'm that way because I think I think I'm weird in the sense that I can really listen to. to a to a bunch of music that I that I really like by an artist like over and over again. I can listen to one, two, three, four songs like repeatedly yeah. for Me days. Too. Like I remember I remember when Davies Don't Shoot, the first time I heard that off Kyrie Chanel. I listened to that two hundred times in one day. Like mm. I'm not even I'm not even like exaggerating. Like I was looping it for hours in my dorm room just chilling because I was just blown away by that song. And so I think that I'm kind of I'm kind of the the person that is really just I I can really gravitate to one song, one album, or a couple songs, or a couple projects, or whatever, and then totally be cool with that. And then I'll go to this artist or this artist, and there's just so many artists that I I find myself yeah do do I want an our childish Gambino album desperately, but I got all this other stuff that I really like, so I so I'm I'm not really like frustrated about it i guess if that makes sense it's a little bit let down though just a little yeah. bit gotta be oh yeah of course of course i'm let down man john connor's my favorite artist so i mean who are you yeah, telling about let down you're, you're I mean, extremely you're let down you're daily i'm about to say shit. hey hey my boy's free now john he's a free agent though man the terminator gonna come out before another john connor like they hot cakes i'm telling you hey man he's a free agent now I'm ready. Nah, I'm back. I'm back in. Rap, see, see what I'm saying, man? Go. You can Four that. music. Four music. Or four years of no music, bro. And all he does is drop one song saying, I'm back now. I'm a free agent. I'm no longer with Aftermath. And I'm like, let's get it. I'm right back where I started four Dude, years ago. That's like, that's like Jay Electronica. <laughs> yeah. He's been pissing yeah. people off for a decade. Yeah. So that you, wasn't his fault, though. Yeah. What do you guys think the best platform is to showcase new music for an artist? Man, you know what's crazy? Hmm. Looking at the Netflix show Rhythm and Flow, hmm. I thought that did an extremely uh, great job at showcasing new artists. There was a whole pack of Hell new yeah. artists I had heard of, maybe one or two already. But l- watching that and like the artists that made it to the end were, were like were so the quality of the music was much better than I had even seen. So like even taking a platform like that and breaking artists through that way, like legitimate artists, like the dude who won is fire. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like that, I followed man. his, that last episode made me, I had to go follow dude, download his Mm -hmm. last tape. And I almost cop some merch. Like that shit was super dope, like real talk. So that being a vehicle to break new artists is that's something new. And I think if play right, um, they can build off of it. Now, are you talking Hell about yeah. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. But one thing I can't do is I can't forgive my boy T.I. for letting Sam be yourself go all the way to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Come on, man. What kills me is that that dude's from Detroit, man. It's like, bro, it's like, come on. I'm from Michigan. I'm from right outside Detroit. Like, 
Come on, man. Crispy what, yourself. What show y'all talking about? Rhythm and Flow. Oh, yeah, I, I, I heard it's super dope. I still got to check it out. It's so, dope, yeah. is it, you think it's that show specifically? Because y'all are going to hate me for saying this. And there's a lot of that. This one gives you a return on your investment as well. Like, love and hip hop is breeding stars now. Like, if, if you are an up and coming rapper and you're going to love and hip hop, like, at least you're going to be known in your little Instagram circles and, and, and that type of crowd. I don't count that shit. You don't count that? Nah. Why? Yeah. Just because you, you can put a booking uh, email in your IG now <laughs> doesn't mean that somebody's checking for your project. Like, Cardi was lightning in a bottle. Right. And she's yeah. manufactured to death. And that's no knock because it's a smart play. But like, slight knock, slight knock, <laughs> a very small knock. Because I actually fuck with Cardi. I like Cardi B though. But she's because she's herself. But musically, as an artist, she's she's very well she's, packaged. She's packaged together, yes. which most artists are. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I can't. I ain't gonna knock. Y'all it ain't too giving much. no credence to loving hip hop. Nah. The Who else? Nah. That's it. Who else on there? I mean, Safari. Oh, you see? <laughs> For every Cardi, on, there's a Safari. There's 10 Safaris. I would say, as far as platforms, I think Spotify is a great platform for uh, artists um, just for the fact of it, it's 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 a label in itself that it's gonna be it, eventually these streaming flat platforms will be called a label. So I will say that Facts. first. Yeah. But I think Spotify is leading the head charge because of everything that it encompasses. Um, and it's kind of unique. I, I think this it was what SoundCloud should have been or became, mm. but you know they just had a better business model. So I think Spotify. If I was an artist and I was looking to do a deal with any company, I would think about Spotify first because you always see the artists post they shit on the billboard. I like those stats. The in stats Times Squares and shit. They give you stats. That shit hard. You could yeah. go on. You, they got a good connect to the Joe Budden podcast if you wanted to be on there. That was my second thing to say. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my second thing to say podcast podcasts are good platforms to get your music out there as well as far as if you definitely do the podcast you know run like how they used to do radio runs like and you could diversify your audience with that you can always I send think, a clip to lebron james he's willing and there he will listen to it on his ig A&R and you will take off oh man yes, i think i think one one way that people are that people are not really i think you kind of got to it nick is the streaming playlists like the rap caviars for Apple Music? It's the A list. Uh, I think these are huge, huge uh, things as well. Because I remember, and I don't know the numbers off my head, but I remember hearing on a podcast over a year ago that if you are on Rap Caviar's playlist, if you are the first song on Rap Caviar's playlist, you are automatically going to get like x amount millions of streams mm. millions bro like that makes sense. these so those a-list a-list uh playlists the, the biggest ones that each that each platform has i don't remember what it's called for title but all of those playlists like those ones are huge huge money makers so i think that that's a that's a huge way um to really get on as well if you can make it onto any of those playlists especially the premium ones and also, I think I think we talked about it with the Netflix show too. Like that was an amazing, uh, that's an amazing platform. But even just the performances, like on late night TV or award shows, like even the performance aspect, like that's another uh, another good way to really showcase your talent. Because I think at the end of the day, people aren't streaming, um, people aren't streaming like live uh, performances like back in the day. Like my dad listens to jazz, and he's. You know, he's got live performances from this artist in this city and that city and all that. It's not like that in hip hop, but I still think that there's something about 
performing on late night TV or an award show that really also kind of yep. captures uh, everybody's attention. Agreed. I definitely agree with that. So, do you notice how nobody said the radio? I was just about to say that before <laughs> we moved on, how no one mentioned radio at all. Well, well, satellite radio to a certain extent, though. But that's that's even then you got to have satellite radio. You know and that's true. Everybody yeah, ain't got it, satellite radio. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. It, it, I was, but I was going to yeah. say, I, I think radio is more of an after. Radio is like, oh, you already made it. You yeah, know what now, I'm saying? Oh, you pop it? Let yeah. us play it. Yeah. Well, not in Atlanta, though. And, and Atlanta's okay. one of the cities where they will play somebody. I heard Bankroll Fresh for the first time. On the radio, but and I, mean, I was like, "Yeah, I think it was four years ago, though. Do no, they but, still do that?" But that, well, okay, that's fair. Yeah. I was gonna say that's different though, because Atlanta's in is like, there's certain things that only pop off of certain, you know, Atlanta got that some areas of the country. True. So it's not when I say radio, I'm thinking of like mainstream, popular, like, like our heart, one, yeah. like Breakfast Club and all this. Yeah, shit. exactly. Like if yeah. I'm on the radio, you can hear me anywhere, not just like, oh yeah, this is my, I'm on a college station and I'm playing my homies beats <laughs> and shit like that. Like nah. <laughs> all right. True. Well, that was a good one. So to close it out before we wrap up here, we want to do something that we used to do back in the day that we want to bring back to life with the new generation with Chris and Nick. We used to always know who was your top five dead or alive. Well, not dead or alive. Mm -hmm. Top five alive when Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas was a line or whatever it may be. I want to explore right now who you guys think the top six rappers in the game are. And that can be based on whatever you guys want to base it on. I want you guys to have your criteria as far as whatever you think it is. But tell me who you guys would consider six, five, four, three, two, one. Whoever wants to start. Uh for right now, my criteria is like who it's a mix of who's the hottest right now and who's also having like there's good product to to back up that argument. You okay. like of the hotness. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not just saying like whose name have I heard the most, but also they got a project that actually did well. They got a good criticism of it, um, as far as from the from the public. And this artist is still, you know, bubbling and moving. It ain't just like something that's been a flash in the pan. Right. So mm -hmm. for me, and uh, we can all um sound like a lot of stalling, Nick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my number six is uh the baby. Mm. That's damn. Yeah, I can respect that. Okay, you gonna go all six or everybody do their six? How I was gonna say we all just do our six okay. and then we can go from there. Uh, my six is Freddie Gibbs. Mm. Um, all the same reasons that you said. I think he's been consistent over these last handful of years. Um, it, it's it's one thing to put out one project and it be critically acclaimed and everybody fuck with it. But when you do two, three, throw in a collab tape with Currency, four, and it's like, oh, okay, like, hold on. Now, now we got something. You know what I mean? Like, now you can say that he's he's kind of here to stay in, in that lane that he's in. I'm not saying he's a household name. I'm not saying he's going to be on the AMAs next year, you know, beating Lil Nas X. But I'm saying in that lane that he's in, in terms of quality projects, and he's got enough quantity uh, to qualify him for a top six list, I, I, I go Freddie Gibbs. Damn. I'll go with. I'll, I'll go with. So I had a different approach from you guys when I formed uh, when I formed my six for the decade because I looked at it as who uh, who was really like active for the majority part of the decade and who are the people that really had the power to kind of like stop the music world when they were dropping mm -hmm. because everything nowadays is so frequent, so rapid that 
you know, big name artists are dropping and their and their music is an afterthought two weeks later. So who are the people that really have staying power? So um, as much as I as much as I don't think he's the sixth best artist of this generation, I put Chance the Rapper here because of just how popular he is and how likable how likable he is and how he could really just kind of even even after that horrible album that he dropped, man, like he can come back. <laughs> He could come back next. He could come back next year at the top of next year and say, "Yo, I got an album, and everybody's going to tune in." And so I had him as number six. But if I if I was doing if I was doing it more so skill based, then I would have then I would have slid my dog Big Sean in there because Big Sean is a is is a hell of an MC. I was using the same criteria that you were, Chris, and I have the same person that you have at six is uh, Chance the Rapper. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think that just because of the groundwork that he's laid, I don't think the album was as bad as you and AB think it is. It's not great, but I don't think Fucking it's that trash. <laughs> I do yeah. think that hot garbage. Just just with the climate of how hip hop is, man, and and his connections and how he's able to do business, man, he's gonna be able to be around for a very long time. And even with Kanye West doing the stuff that he's doing with the God music and how he's taking it to religion, I think the chance is going to have the opportunity to come behind him and do that more efficiently. And I think that that's going to take him a long way and have his name out there for a long time. So my number six is Chance. Kill me now well, before if, all that happens. If we were, if I was going by y'all criteria, because I know how y'all was, how y'all was thinking, I would say Wale at six. I know how y'all feel about Wale on this damn no, I ain't mad at that. Just try to throw him in there. But I have to give shout out. Bro, this man has been, if yeah, anything, man, I remember Jay-Z deep. said on the Only Breakfast Club interview, that he said Wale's going to be here because off the strength of he wants to be here. Mm. I've never seen an artist will himself to this level that or this a, long. That's not a compliment. Gotta, I think it is because yeah, he gotta not, will himself. It, 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 it's yeah, that good. I'm with I you, Spike. Come on, bro. It's like, nigga, it's like when you give us the heart of the cards. Like sometimes, nigga, you just gotta put your heart on the line, and some shit just draw right. You know what I'm saying? He pulled out that blue, <laughs> blue flame dragon like a motherfucker anytime he, he needed to. I think Wale always got a good. He always got a hit in his bag. That's the one thing you can always say about him. Like you always hear True. a hit song from Wale somehow, some way. I get that. My list Man, that's like Matthew. Day. That's like Matthew Delvadova willing his way to, to a championship. <laughs> you saying Wale knows Matthew Delvadova hip hop? That's funny. That is uh, that's hilarious. But that's do, so I'm not disrespectful. Gonna disrespect him like that. I'm not gonna Wale gonna do a round on you, joke, Chris. Wale. That's a joke, Wale. That's I, funny. I, I, come on. All right, I'll, I'll I'll walk that back. But I just had to I just had to get that shot off though. My bad. We can go. My bad, Wale. We can do a snake. We can do a snake. And I'll go back and do my five because I'm sure there'll be an right. uproar here. Uh, my five is young, and I think that he'll be around a very long time. Just he had trouble at first, and I think he's been able to stay out of the spotlight, but still put hits out. Well, not hits, but still put out solid project and have a, a good following. That's NBA young boy. I like that he's able to navigate now through hip hop as far as not getting in trouble as much. Kodak Black is kind of set the example of what not to do, and he was in that same lane with him. And I feel like the NBA young boys kind of toned it down a little bit. Every young person that I've ever met on in life likes him for some reason or another, whether it be the melodic sounds or what he's rapping about, it, them just buying into his his styles. Like if you go to his YouTube stats and look at all of his numbers, I think that this kid is going to be around for a long time. And I don't even think that a lot of people that are 
not in his age group or even on him yet. I think he gonna grow into a lot of people musical palette and start to do a lot more. So I'm gonna go number five NBA young boy. Yeah, um, I'm good hate. on him. I'm about to say you you reaching for that. One. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought yeah. you was just trying to be funny with nah, this nah, being Christmas like, hoops and <laughs> hip hop talks. Like yeah, NBA right. young boy sound like yeah, a check, fit. check his stats though. That's what I'm saying. He like a Devin Booker. What's my guy name from the Suns? No, right no playoffs. You see, how, you see how you said his name? He was hesitant. I ain't know if it was him, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I feel like the NBA young boy, he put up the numbers. He can do what he need to do. Like, you look at his YouTube stats, look at his stream, and look at his albums when he come out. I think that he's going to grow into the personality that he needs to be to be a superstar in rap. And but he got he, the material, and I think he's going to go up. He ain't even talked about like yeah. that now, though. So yes, going, he is. To you, 25 and under. No, I'm I'm just saying as far as okay, maybe all right, because I'm 26, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah gotcha, that's gotcha. right out my window. Hey, I'm <laughs> under 25, and I don't know, I don't know much about NBA young boy at all. You're not missing. I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Listen, Spike, and and I'm that's why just to, just to close it out, and I let y'all have it. But that's why I do think that he has a lot of room to grow because each of you guys are in. I would say the the wheelhouse for him, but you're still saying I haven't heard of him. But if you look at his numbers, a lot of people are listening. I think he's still gonna have a lot of room to grow on y'all and still put out better music and more music that's that's palatable to a lot more people. Yeah, I'm. I, my list doubles as a decade list, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I could I could argue my six are hot today, or that you know what I'm saying for the better part of the decade they have mm-hmm. been cooking. So it, with, with that, my number five is Big Sean. Um, hey. I, I decided it's so slept. It's criminally slept on. Uh, I thought that criminally. was the, criminally. Uh, I thought that was the perfect project to kick the year off. That, uh, that 2017 yeah. it came out. Uh, that was the year Trump got elected, and he was like, "Man, look, man, I decided to get my shit together." Like, I feel like that was the perfect <laughs> motivational album to get your shit together. I dude. felt like he just decided to awesome. drop something. That was it. <laughs> nah, that shit fire, bro. It's it's gems in that album, like for real. Yeah, like, like life he, gems. Is he the? He killed that album. Thank he, you. No, his features no do a better job on his songs than he does. No, that's no. not true. on that. Al- are you no. serious? Yes, it's fact. Not rolling. With Sacrifices. It at all. Does Offset not have a better verse than Big Sean? He rolled the beat. Better <laughs> no. Than him. No, That's, it's a fire song though. I I, I can't. It's, I, you could argue whose verse was better or whatnot, but as a whole, it's, it's that's still Big Sean's song, and it was still on his album. And the album is tough. <laughs> then yeah. the, my beautiful dark yeah. twisted fantasy is a. I mean, excuse me. Um, I'm tripping. Not paradise, my beautiful, my dark. beautiful dark twisted. Yeah, paradise. dark sky, too, dark, dark sky paradise. <laughs> excuse me. There yeah. we go. That shit. That, that's a fire project. Everybody has been Yo. waiting on this new joint. I, I have no doubt in my mind it will be heat. Um, I even, have doubt. I don't. I don't. Mm. Even the delay, though the delay brings me doubt. No, the delay comes with being on good music, though. That just kind of comes with the territory. Your boss is a bomb. When your boss is a genius, <laughs> uh, it's tough hey. to kind of get things in order. But I, I'd have to go Big Sean and don't sleep on the mixtape. That Detroit mixtape goes up. Um, oh he, my god, he's a, he's a dope artist and he's got a long road ahead of him, man. But he, for the better part of the decade, he's been cooking. I was hell yeah. I would say from for my five again, like AB said, it could be now or back then is uh Travis Scott. I think mm. that days mm. before rodeo really broke him out the mode. I think he was on the verge of being can- uh not canceled but like uh let go from his label situation. People gave up on him on Al Faro cuz like I think around that time that's when TI and Kanye saying this is the next guy up and then there was a huge gap as far as music and to to back that uh that huge statement up from those legends. So 
he's really improved himself. I think over the decade, he's probably get the most improved player of the year award or the, of the decade award. And um, yeah, I mean, he dropped, dropped Astro World. He's on. It seemed like every song he dropped now is at least a top five record. And now he got you know. The, the world's most famous baby mama. So, like, oh, I, in this next decade, yeah. he could he could do a lot more things, which is surprising since he already done a lot. True. Oh, yeah. My number five is to, and this is going to piss off uh, Spike a little bit here, is Kanye. Because oh, I'm looking at God. it from a decade perspective, too. And Kanye was active enough this decade. Plus, we all know his ability to create attention. Again, my list is looking at. My list is looking at the decade, not who I'd say are the six best right now. So I, I have Kanye at number five just because of, you know, he my beautiful dark twisted fancy. I mean, that alone can carry you very well. Um, but then, you know, to follow it up with The Life of Pablo, which I like. And then I like moments of, of, of his other albums. Moments of also his just other his ability albums. to create attention. And let's not forget the fact that he produced Daytona, which is an album that if we're talking about albums of the decade... That album's pretty high on that list, so I think over. I think overall, Kanye Kanye is my number five just because of all the all the things that he was doing. He was active enough and watched the throne too. Yeah, and that that leads into my four because it's Kanye. Oh God! And okay. I I really slick got him too low, wow. but the top three I can't <laughs> deny. So yeah. it's just been a tough. Yeah. The top three is set in stone, in my opinion. I almost made it yep. through without any Kanye. Nah, that wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> uh, when you're talking this decade, nah. watch the throne kicked off the collab projects that showed yes. people that it could be a thing and it could be a good product. It could be a dope. People have that album up there with some of the best of the decade, like the hip hop albums. Mm -hmm. I know people that got that in their top five. He got shitted on when it came out though. That shit was fire. Yeah, I don't know why I got shitted on when it came out. Cause I fucked it. Yeah, I, I, love I don't, I don't remember nobody. His, shit on the way Kanye started off this decade, you would think he's going to be the greatest thing Ever he is, yeah, true. I will. He, yeah. The way the decade ended is not nice. <laughs> no more. Um, no, but that, people shitted on um the single that had the down yeah. south the the ham. People kind of shitted on that because they went with like a familiar sound. Lex Luger was hot. Yeah, because it was Lex Luger. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah, people kind of shitted on that, but that shit go hard too though. Then they, changed, yeah. then they changed the single to Otis, didn't they? Yeah, they and switched it, it up. Took at off the end. and it was a rap after that. Yeah. All right, my number so, four. Number four. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're going in snake order, yep. right? Okay, cool. So then my number four is who Nick just mentioned, I believe, and that's Travis Scott. For all the reasons that you mentioned, Nick, he's one of the few artists that have hung around this the, for the majority of this decade since he's really come on. And he's been he's been having all the charting success. He has the celebrity success. He has a, a great pulse on commercial sound, but is one of the few artists, and this is why he's number four for me, is because he's one of the few artists that really is powerful enough and smart enough to change the commercial sound. And I think Trav has absolutely done that over these last couple of years. We've seen that. And I don't think he has a bad project in this decade, really, when you look back at it. I know some people aren't a fan of Birds. I like Birds, personally. Um, and, I, and I love Rodeo and I love Astroworld. But I don't think Trav has a bad project. And he, again, is just so powerful that he can, I believe change the commercial sound which is something that really only a small handful not even a not even a handful can really do that today uh real quick though he does have a bad project the collab album with quavo was ass oh yeah yep, 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 it was yep, it yep. wasn't ass yep. that shit was <laughs> ass. It, 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 no, it was ass it was that ass. shit was buns it was, it was not buns yep. <laughs> it was that was not it at it's, all it's a it's it's mediocre mm. i would say it's mediocre is better. Nah. But, but then i will say to travis's um kind of credit 
he's a super. He's he's creeping on if he's not at superstar level, but he still has a a grassroots fan base though, which is super mm-hmm. hard to do yeah. to reach that level of success. But your fans be like. Ride or Stands, die. Though. Ride or die, yeah. That shit is hard to do, man. Usually you got some manufacturing shit in there between time, but they fuck with him heavy. Yeah, yeah. I would say my number four is... Um, I think I just had it. <laughs> my number four, I would have to say, is Young Thug. Mm. I think... I think Young Thug <laughs> is criminally underrated i think he is one of the pioneers pioneers for lay it on atlanta hip-hop when it comes to moving it forward and pushing the needle and his his album that he just released as far as uh was it so so much fun yeah i think that's his dirty sprite too whoa and that will catapult him to the same career path as future did i was just about to say the fact that you have him on this list and not future because i know he's not in that top three well, I'm saying as far as this decade, I think, I think, I would say Young Thug impressed me more than Future. Really? Because I think, I, even though I was impressed by Future, I just think that, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, there's a lot more to be yet to be seen from Thug, so I'm more anticipating on what's coming up next than with Future. Like, Future's already plateaued. Like, there's, Future can't get no bigger, no better. That's true. That's Thug true. Can, for as long as Thug's been out, to have an album like So Much Fun, that says something to me. That means, like, bro, he's been holding back a lot. Or like he, we haven't. He's getting seen, better. Yeah, it's like I think he's getting better. Exactly, we haven't seen his the fullest yeah. extent of his. He's like a Goku type of nigga. Like he keep going up levels <laughs> when you think this is the <laughs> highest Super Saiyans could get. <laughs> that reference went completely over my head. <laughs> he talking about anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah Dragon Ball Z. Y'all yeah. must have Dragon Ball Z. Absolutely not. Uh, okay, nah. I forgot. I'm in a. I'm <laughs> in an old man room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nah. I'm young and I, I I missed it. I'll be real. <laughs> I called it just because I know I'd seen this to Twitter, though. Um, what we on? Is it Mago? Yeah. All right, so yes. y'all mentioned him before, so it won't take a lot of reiterating here, but I'm going to go with Big Sean. I think Big Sean is one of the better rappers of this decade, and I'm still just referencing back to the beginning of my podcast when you're talking about competition and the competitive aspect of it. Uh, the moment that he decides to take on one of the big three and, and knock them out of the water it will be the day that he replaces one of them. I feel like it's that simple yeah. because he does have the skill set. He got the hits. He got everything that you're looking for to be in the top three other than being able to knock one of the niggas out of the top three that's standing right there. Yeah. So I feel like when he's able to do that, then he can solidify himself in that top three, in my opinion. Yeah. With that top three, is it safe to say we all got the same Everybody got the same. I, I want to hear yeah. y'all order, can, though. Can I say, before we do that, though, because I think we all have the same top three, obviously, can I just say that when I was looking through this tier list and I was trying to figure out, okay, like all these artists of the decade, like really – when you look back at it, there are not that many artists nah. that were around for the majority of the decade as far as like true. as far as like they, they really held that shocked me when I was like when I was like, Okay, I know my first three, but then after that it's like, Okay, this artist, you know, like like uh like future, like he had he had his moments, but then he also like kind of fatigued yeah. off and like so it was like crazy and then there was like then there was like the people that was never really considered for my list, but looking at the big names like a logic, like remember how after under pressure everybody's like, oh my god, this is the guy that's gonna Mm-mm. that's gonna stay, that. and then you know, and then he totally falls off and becomes just terrible, and then you got artists like Uzi who popped off like a couple of years ago, and now 
he's been he's been silent for for a Radio minute. Silence. So it's like it's it's kind of crazy that no that not many people like if we're being real, probably only like ten artists actually stuck around like this whole decade yep. or maybe 15 I, I think it's because niggas forget how long a decade is it's like yeah, 10, 10 years, years. Yeah. so like well, it, we always look at it like damn it's 2019 like damn a decade already went past but like nah if yeah. we went back to it we'd be like how yeah. many people you forgot yeah exactly there's a lot of niggas. Yeah. that's why like it was well, i wanted to say kanye i wanted to say other artists but it was like for me to say 10 years it's like 2010 to 2011 that's the best kanye you're gonna get like after that it, it, it really kind of goes, it keeps going lower and lower from his yeah. project. From graduation to my beautiful yeah. dog, Twisted Fantasy. That's like the best plateau. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah. That's uh, just not true. That's Go ahead. a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. I, I agree life with of, that, I, but I, I'm a big Kanye still fan too. So Life of Pablo, yay. Fire. And uh, Fire. Jesus Fire. is King. Fire. Come on, no, bro. No, 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 no. Fire. Come on, I, bro. I stand so by we, Jesus is King. I'm with Thank it. You. That's fire. Um, so my three. <laughs> These should be the yeah. same order for everybody too. I'm gonna go ahead and put. That I, I, that's I, I don't I, think they are. I think I. I don't know. I don't know if I have the same. I think order. we all probably have different orders because I, 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 I feel like I 100 say you got Drake first, oh. and I don't. Who is your three, two, one? <laughs> so my three, two, one, and the reasons why. Three is cold because I feel like that he closed the gap between Kendrick and Drake this year with the features and showing mm-hmm. what he can do from a lyrical standpoint. Though it was never in question the consistency of it and to do it on a high level for a sustained period of time, I feel like put him at three. Two for me yeah. is Drake. Get I mean, fuck <laughs> because he's Drake. Uh, when we're talking about star power, we're talking about hits and we're talking about putting music out. I don't think that you can deny that he's been a superstar uh, throughout this generation in this decade. If we're adding one more level to it, the reason that I put Kendrick Lamar first is because of how I spoke of the first three albums. He has the three. I, I don't know, other than Kanye West, somebody that came out of the gate with three albums like My Beautiful Talk, well, excuse me, um, beautiful, uh, Good Kid, Mad City, To Pimp a Butterfly, and Damn. Those are probably mm-hmm. three of the most critically acclaimed albums from an artist this generation, in my opinion. And also, I think... I'm going to continue to give him credit for the control verse when he came out and told every other rapper of this generation, I'm better than you, and if you feel like you're better than me, prove it, and nobody did it. So I got to go with Kendrick, number one. Listen, first of all, everybody should have Jermaine uh, Lamar Cole at number three. <laughs> That's first yeah. and foremost. <laughs> is middle name Lamar for real? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not. With, <laughs> no, it is. With two R's. I don't believe that. Yes. Now, and, and no, don't get it twisted. People got to remember the come up mixtape, uh, Friday Night Lights. That's 09 and 2010. Mm-hmm. Two both fire ass mixtapes, by the way. So he's been cooking, but people really didn't gravitate toward his albums until 2014, though. Nah. People were now. Generally speaking, I fucked with his uh, debut album. I thought Sideline Story was tough. Not even, not even that. Born Center is what turned the page nah, that for him. That album's some slaw. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that's Born that's, Center might nah. be his best album. Whoa. Wait, whoa. No way. Over 2014, Forest Hills Drive. I, I personally like Born Center more than nah. 2014. Wow. It, it, it's nah. a, it's a, it's a underappreciated. It's the precious of, of his catalog. It's ugly. <laughs> it, it's it's <laughs> precious. <laughs> that album ain't nothing, bro. It's underappreciated. It's actually good if you get through it. Mr. Nice Watch? It's cool, but. That, wasn't, that was on cool, the first but album. Come on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Now, yeah, real, real. He he was in a identity. He was having an identity crisis. That's at, when he that found time. himself as born sinner. That's what I'm saying. After that came out, but it's, it's not trash. I'm gassing it when I say it's trash. But it, it's it's his yeah. weakest project next to 
uh, the fold and close joint. Oh my god! But no, I will say this: only was trash. Yeah, that ain't nothing. And then number two is obviously Kendrick Lamar. The only blemish on his record. Is, I like how people skip Untitled, Unmastered. That's that very cute. That's not a real CD. Now, of course it's nah, not, because it was trash. It wasn't trash. Come on. No, it wasn't trash, because Kendrick can't make trash, right. except for when he made To Pimple Butterfly. Nah. That album. Oh, my goodness. Stephen A. Smith this segment, ain't <laughs> I have him at number two for a reason. He's dope. He's the shit. I am anxiously awaiting his next project, just like everyone else is. I'm surprised he's on your list, the way you're talking about Man, <laughs> Good Kid, Mad City is one of my favorite albums ever. Um, that shit is amazing damn is amazing i can't get into to pimple butterfly but i can't sit Fire. here and act like Man. i don't see the the reception that it gets from the rest of the rap community like i'm not blind yeah. to that although it didn't i didn't resonate with it at all um and then of course number one is obviously without question mm. aubrey drake the sixth god the there, there's there's no debate everybody yeah. should have him at number one kendrick at number two and call number three mm. I could be here all night nah, going man. over the reason that Drake is number one, but I don't want to make this a three-hour podcast. The guy that got booed nah, hard. Listen, listen. When it comes to listen, you might not be blind, but you might be deaf when it comes to the <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be real with you there. AP. I can't do it, we, man. We have That's many arguments. Matter of fact, the nice. matter of fact, a funny story for for the listeners uh, that are that are listening to this right now. That I actually, the first time I met AB, I specifically remember when I, this summer, when I went to Atlanta, that I was like, oh, I'm putting on my Tipin Butterfly shirt. And I greeted him and I, and I pulled up and I said, I I pulled up in my Tipin Butterfly shirt and I was like, what's up, bro? Slaw, man. You need a refund for that (laughs) t-shirt. Chris, what's your, uh, what's your order? Okay. So my order is what it is, what I think everybody except AB has, and that is, Cole number three because he's the combination, he's the happy medium of Drake and Kendrick, but he doesn't do either as well as the other. That's a good right. Point. Like he doesn't he doesn't make the radio hits the way Drake makes them or the commercially viable music the way Drake makes it, but he doesn't make like the pure artistry music to the way Kendrick does. So he's just kind of caught in the middle, and that's not a knock to him. Like Spike said, I believe he absolutely closed that gap. For me, before it was a big gap um, between between you know Cole, Drake, and Kendrick, and but Cole really did close that with his amazing feature run. Kod was a good album. His performance on Dreamville, all that helped close it. But again, if we're looking at the totality of the decade, he had two years off after Forest Hills Drive, and then dropped For Your Eyes Only, which I don't think is a bad album. But again, it's like if if we're ranking everybody's albums between these three artists that's not in the top five the probably yeah so so again it's it's somewhere that it's an album that is that is not really and then it takes another two years for kod and in between that he's not really doing features so that's why i have him three drake number two because of Obviously. his undeniable undeniable success drake is uh, an absolute monster i i have my flaws with drake as as many people do you know, the fact that I don't get as much out of his music as I would like. I don't get as much I don't get as much substance. I don't get as much staying power with his music. Speak on it, Chris. I think he's what? I think he's an artist. You're that, preaching now. What's that? Okay. <laughs> good, good, good. So my thing with my thing with Drake is like I looked at it and I'm like, dude, if I average it out, I no joke. I sat there and I averaged it out in the summer. I said, All right, how many songs do I return to off this album, this album, this album? And I went through all his albums of this entire decade. 
and I and I average it out to I'm returning to about 22% of every Drake album versus as opposed to as opposed to 40 and 50% of uh, of Cole and Kendrick and other artists that I really like. So that to me is a is a big thing. Like if Drake cut all his records down to his 12 best, man, I think it'd be a totally different discussion for me when it comes Jeez. to Drake. Because that's why that's why my Kendrick is my number one is because I think as an artist the most important thing you can do or or the the most difficult thing i should say to do is to craft a masterful full-length album and that what that is what i think kendrick does like if i'm being totally honest with you if i'm ranking of this decade so so far gone is excluded in this conversation if i'm if i'm ranking this decade from 2010 to now kendrick has a top three albums for me Mm. kendrick and then drake's there at four and then j cole has five with forest hills drive and then after that, and then after that, probably like Kendrick is, is it's either like Section Eighty or maybe Nothing Was the Same, and then and then you know th- those Drake albums like fall towards the bottom for me because again it's like More Life and stuff is like okay I don't even return to anything off More Life except for Passion Fruit <laughs> like I don't I don't really rock with a, a lot of his out al- like his albums just don't have staying power to me so that's why Drake is number two. I understand why everybody, why anybody would put him one, but for me, it, it comes down to it comes down to man, like crafting an album is the most difficult thing in my opinion. And Kendrick has the three best of these artists, so how can you, how can you really put anyone above Kendrick? In my real opinion? quick though, before you go to your top three, Nick, is Ken, does Kendrick have a cheat code because he has the least amount of projects between these three in this decade? What do you mean? Like, yeah, oh, it's less. But, it's easy to I mean, say he I mean, has better albums because he, has he just got amount. three. Exactly. But those three right. are like potent. I, no, ca- no. Sneak I mean, out section eighty. Okay. That's four. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that's a fair point, Spike. But my or sorry, not Spike. A B. But my counter to that is that is that that's how Kendrick's choosing to move. Drake is choosing. Drake is Drake. He can do whatever the hell he wants when he wants. That's his fault for not proving for not proving he wants to or or for deciding to drop an album every year like j cole again it's the same thing 2014 forest hills drive people argue it's better than good kid mad city why because there's no features that's your fault for not using utilizing features in my opinion so it's like so it's like okay okay drake yeah he dropped more albums i i appreciate that he's consistent that he has a big time record every single year there's not a single year we can go through and Drake doesn't have one of, if not the biggest record of this decade. And that's really cool. But uh, you're dropping albums every year. You're dropping. So you got like 200 songs in this decade and I'm returning to 15, 20. If, if Drake took the Kendrick approach to releasing. Then what? it would be a, maybe a different story. So if that, so that means if it, Kendrick it would, took it, the Drake approach, then it would be a different story. Then, mm, possibly, yeah. yeah I, I think, I think it could arguably so be. Music, yeah. It could, it could be arguably. But again, I think Drake and Cole or Drake and Kendrick are two different artists, so it's kind of hard to That's compare true. them because I don't see Drake ever trying to craft a good kid, man. I see like a story concept album. Drake would just make here are the ten oh, most hits. banging songs I can make, and yeah, I think if Drake did that. Or Kendrick adopted Drake's approach and did 20 tracks, you know, then I think then I think there would be an absolute real discussion. And that discussion might even lead to Drake being the winner. But again, it it comes down to it comes down to the artists. They have the freedom to do what they want and they're choosing to go different ways. And that's and how I value is albums. And 
Country has and a better And I, I would just say, like, this analogy, like, would you rather have three bad bitches or would you rather have ten butterheads? And that's and, and that's what you're talking about with Kendrick and Drake. <laughs> but look, yeah, now that so y'all say that, what concept album from Drake would be fucking fire? Though. Yeah. Like it'll, it'll be a like short, 40, it'll be a short story. It, yeah, be, like a short story. It'll be on some uh, the, book, the, the book maybe we do it. Uh, Sister Soldier type shit. What's the name of it? <laughs> what? What's the name of that book, man? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Midnight. Yeah, what's the no? We the don't. We don't read Zane. Oh, uh, coldest one ever. That's what it'll be. It'll be some Drake type shit. Coldest one ever. Y'all never read that? No. <laughs> nah. Fuck no. Not by Zane. I knew it was gonna be all some black woman's books. What like the they fuck? Did like Sister the Soldier. Y'all need to read that. I was gonna say it was gonna be like a boy meets girl, boy falls in love, boy loses girl. <laughs> it is. That's what a million percent. Now that's is. a reference I get. I got a feeling Nick gonna be real disrespectful and try to be. I was gonna actually put uh, Cole Ken- first. I'm putting Kendrick at number three. Wow, that's I knew fair. it. I'm, that's putting, fair. I'm putting. I'm putting, I'm putting Kendrick Wait. at number three just get the for the fuck out. Not of because of that's any fair. disrespect to Kendrick, but just for the fact of. <laughs> AB don't like Kendrick yeah, and all this No, I'm, I'm a huge Kendrick fan, but if I want to keep it a buck, as far as this ke- decade, he's given me a lot less. Like, he could have done more. Three projects got in the 10 best, years. He got the, the two best Spider-Man. albums of the decade. What more do you want? What Kanye more do you a, want from me? Kanye has the two best albums of this decade as no. well, but you ain't saying that anything. Uh, last decade, Thank maybe. you. What last decade? He got Watch the Throne. He got Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Those are the two best albums. No. Argue, if you want to put a top no, 10 of the decade, those two albums are got to be in there. They have to Good be. Good Kid, Mad City is the best album of this decade. That's arguable. That's You know, you know that's debatable, though. That's very That's arguable. debatable. Yeah, everybody. Knows I'm just saying, three albums and granted, those are fire. They had to be fire if you only releasing three, in my opinion. And that just shows they the artistry that he is. He's that confident they in are. himself to say that I can wait, or y'all can wait for my music because it's gonna be fire, and y'all know it is, and my right. track record proves it. So that's why I put him at number and, three because the other two are are label heads. If we want to, you know, if we forget about Drake, but you know, Cole is, as I mentioned earlier, is an obvious label head. So I put I put Drake at number two. I knew. You. I think. I think. <laughs> I, I think. For as, as yeah. much as I fuck with Drake, and as much of a of a fucking phenom he has been, I think honestly, like like to Chris's point, if you go back and be like, "Damn, bro, what was the last Drake album that I really would fuck with?" You will be talking Scorpion. About the, you'll be talking about the most recent one. You will never go back. <laughs> you're, I got only talk, you're only talking about today. <laughs> you ain't talking about yesterday. You his catalog does not last that long. It will remind you of how you felt when you was drinking and driving. But <laughs> after that, <laughs> you get you move on to like what was popping right now. What is my girl gonna shake her ass to right now? Um, and number one, obviously, is J Cole. I think J Cole this decade. Uh, I know I talked about Travis Scott being the most improved artist, but I think J. Cole could arguably be the mo- the most valuable artist, hip hop artist of this decade because of his growth and everything that he's done. He's the Kawhi Leonard of this decade. He's the Tim Duncan of hip hop. He is somebody that you will not recognize that much, but you know his. You know what he's like. You you've seen the production. You've the seen big fundamental. The fundamental. You know what he brings <laughs> to the table. You know you can count on him to make a a good album, a good a, a good rap song, a good feature. I haven't had heard a bad Cole feature in a long time. I know we talked about Four Your Eyes only, but out of five albums, if you only got one that's really trash and the rest are actually pretty good to great, that says something about you as well. I think and his and his uh. Last point and his label as far as artists, that's a I was huge, just gonna say I'd never seen him do something like that. I think that's his biggest yeah. if, if he had a a claim to number one, it would be Dreamville. It would be Boz, yeah. J I D, that Dreamville record and just what he did for those guys this year, uh, as far mm-hmm. as sharing his star power with them. 
Uh, before we get out of here, man, I really got appreciate it. I got one uh, honorable mention I want to throw in there is reason. I expect big things from this guy. This you say, you're, you're talking about the next decade. You're yeah, not yeah. Next, about, no, no, not previously. I'm just saying okay. coming up, honorable so mention this is of your, what I want. This is your first round pick for yeah, the this, next decade. Exactly. That's what I was nah, going to get to before we get out of there. The I want reason. Nah, his, his, I, I ain't his, saying he's going to be biggest Drake or anything like okay. that, but I want that to be the next star from TDE. Nah, his team, too, he, he on a loaded team. He can't shine like that. He, he, behind, he behind Isaiah Rashad. Oh, oh my, my fucking god! god. <laughs> it's possible. Hey, no way in hell. Hey, no, my boy. Nah, Isaiah, and, the, and the reason I say yeah, why it stops today. I like reason when I listen to a couple of interviews. I heard him on Joe. He's one of those guys that I always, when I critique and say people don't take this serious. I heard the hunger and him talking about how he just wanted to be one of the best rappers and, and his approach to what he does and how he does it. So I, I look forward to big things coming from him in 2019. You guys got any honorable mentions before I would we get say out? This, I would just say this. I, I want Holly Berry. That don't mean I'm going to get her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's true. Mm. It's, time so that's a fair that. it's time to update that saying. I ain't going to lie to you. You need to Rihanna right there. Yeah, so. you got to ask somebody else right there. <laughs> hey, shit. Holly but Berry, we get it, though. Holly Berry's still fine. Holly Berry, the top 10 of this decade true. as well. This is true. This is true. I would say my first round pick, I, I said it. He's in my top six of the decade. I was, I'm going with uh, Young Thug. I think again, as far as going on, me harping on how good so much fun is. I, I, I highly anticipate him taking over this next decade. I was gonna say Travis Scott, but I do feel like he mm-hmm. is closer to his ceiling than Thug. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think there's still great things for him to do. So, no, nah, my first round pick is Travis Scott. Y'all tripping? Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He. He. Yeah. Listen. Is he thirty? No. Okay. Astro World. That's his best project. Like he's in his prime right now. Yeah. Travis, you know what I'm saying? Travis Scott is more yeah. Kanye. Like he took what Kanye did great and just made it this era. As far as putting a putting artists and producers together in one room and making a great body of work. I can't say that you listen to a Travis Scott album and say, "Damn, Travis snapped." It's more like, "Damn, Travis made a good song." It's a, <laughs> it's, it's, a, no, it's a vibe. It's a full production. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, who yours? Mine. My number one pick, and I would I would go with if I had to choose, it would be Travis. But I think my honest answer is that I don't think we've I don't think we've seen that artist mm. yet. Mm. I think I I, I really think because I've been thinking about this for the for heavy for the last two years of like man I'm looking at all these artists it's like Big Sean he's already been out so long you know Travis is really the only one that's been out that's been out this long that I could see actually going to another level i don't see that young thug the way you look at young thug and travis scott nick i'm actually reversed on i think i think young thug is near his ceiling and could hit that future fatigue soon um and travis scott is the one with the with the you know sky is the limit type potential and if i so if i had to say though i think it's somebody it's somebody that we haven't seen yet that's going to take the industry by storm just because i think that I think that if you look at every decade of hip hop, there's always going to be there's always going to be the pop star and there's always going to be the rap star, like the rapper that people love. That that's just that's just like true hip hop. And so that's why if I said that there's anybody else that has a chance and it'd be less than five percent, it would be JID because if Kendrick and Cole go away, like people are starting to think about People are thinking that okay, like Cole and Kendrick are the tight they're there's theorizing that they could retire soon. And if that's the case, then, you know, then that void for lyricism in hip hop will be filled because 
there's ne- there's never going to be a time in hip hop where there's just where there's just not one of the top three to four guys is a pure lyricist. Like there is enough of a crowd in hip hop as that, and it will always be that way. There's enough of a crowd in hip hop that demands lyrics just as much as there's a crowd that demands like just commercial commercially viable records. So that's why I think JID I guess would have a chance if, but it but that would have to be if Cole or Kendrick or both stepped down. But uh, otherwise, it'd be Travis Scott or potentially even an artist we haven't heard I feel heard like yet. J.I.D. would be the Kendrick and then somebody like YB and Cordae would be the Cole. Yeah, I like that. Like, that would make yeah. sense. Y'all know I'm surprised whose name did not come up at all? Wayne? Meek Mill. Uh, he, uh, I think uh, we've seen the championships was the best. That's it. Of, that's that's, that, the that's best Pat Tofu. Yeah. That's the best of Meek Mill. I think so. Hmm. But he's had a nice run, though. He had a he has, thought, a, he yeah. has a great run. Yeah, to be honest, nice I run. thought he was building up. I thought that this was supposed to be like him going upward this year. He may. Yeah. I think wins and losses and championships are like if those are the two albums that if I was to put somebody on me, those are the two albums on the list. DC Four, nice too, though. I think he comes out with something better this year. I think nah, he I ain't gonna talk. I think he continues to grow. I think I think Meek is that's a good pick, though. I, I think Meek. Meek might be past like m- music. I mean, he's gonna make music still, but I I could I really do see Meek starting to do or or moving into full time like the the social nah. stuff and then and then doing he the music on the side <laughs> and as a result he's like, he gonna hit a cap. Like, as he ain't about that life. Yeah, he gonna yeah. he gonna pull a cap. Like, he gonna sure. pull a Kaepernick on that whole jail like reform. Like, nah, but gonna, I'm saying because it's gonna be tough to balance both. Yeah, that's why I said he gonna disappear. Yeah, that's, on that's that. all it he is. He gonna stop talking about it. You already that. see Kanye on his neck about it. <laughs> I was, I would say that my other, another pick that I was thinking about putting because I, I think going into this decade, I actually think women in hip hop are gonna be a force. And I was thinking about putting Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, but I, I. Because I was wondering if she could be the next Nicki for the decade. Mm. But I think we've always put mm. that tag out on other female hip-hop artists. So I don't know, to Chris's point, as far as if we've seen that yet. Yeah. But there there will be a female hip-hop artist that does have a Nicki run. And I think... I think yeah, it's so. Cardi. Cardi. She's already here. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's Cardi because yeah. so far... Cardi ain't one. That no one way. album... As you could, as you said, bro, AB, like it was so manufactured that that's true. Like she learned a lot of lessons from it as far as what songs she needs to do, what songs she don't need to do. But I think with Megan, it's like I feel like Megan knows herself to a certain extent that she knows these are the records I'm gonna do and this is how I'm gonna pop off, and this is how I can carry myself into the next future. As far as Cardi, she's dealing with that hip hop pop star lifestyle balance, and it's kind of going to her detriment because it seems like we're talking about a lot of her other shit besides her music. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and not to mention her, she's dropped a couple records since her album, and they haven't really hit that way that Cardi records That's hit. True. They gonna come through. Well, guys, this was great. I definitely appreciate. It. I feel like we came through like the Minutemen. Shout out Watchmen. <laughs> Y'all know nothing about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, 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 fuck, I fuck with you. I haven't seen. The I was gonna episode. say the Avengers, but I feel like that was you. So I had to throw the Minutemen in there, man. But um, Avengers would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used in the summer when we all teamed up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why I couldn't use that one. Uh, but Chris, Nick, AB, I appreciate you guys giving the fans something to rock to while we took a week away over at the On Deck TV podcast and the respective feeds for Chris and Nick. Y'all, thank you. Appreciate it. Check us out. Another one in the books, and we out. Holla. Holla.